0: The Secret Cabinet Uh, This episode, it must be said, I recorded this a year and a half ago. So, And I still, even though I wrote this one, I still recorded the German first and then awkwardly translated it from German to English like I normally do. So, um, yeah, anyways, <laughs> I do apologize for the quality on this one, but uh, here you go. Hello, and welcome to the secret cabinet. This episode, even the German version, is written and done by me, because this is basically a guest episode, so der budla can enjoy some time off. And today, one of the Bronx Zoo's most famous inhabitants, a man named Oda Benga. Ah, the times when they're were thought to be mythical creatures roaming the world. Surely I want to live in a world where dragons are just out of reach, but exist, and there are men with dog heads, have civilizations, and Bigfoot is wandering around Oregon somewhere. And what do we do if we find something like that? Well, we make money, of course. We'll charge people to come see it. But as the world grew smaller, some things were thought to just no longer to exist. Many things that were found were thought to be a hoax, like the platypus or gorilla. But that's okay, because even in the world we live in, people are interesting too. If you go far enough away, the people are different enough that if you took one back home and out of context, people would probably pay to see that too. We call them anthropological exhibits, uh, in German it's Völkerschau, or People's Show. My favorite example is Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show. He proudly showed the saddest moments of America to the whole world. He even paraded Indians that he that were previously defeated in battle in front of Emperor Wilhelm, Kaiser Wilhelm, and Queen Victoria. There was even some 5,000 US troops and Indians took part to reenact some of these battles including the famous generals and chiefs in the Indian Wars. Actual battles were reenacted from the Western Plains, the Badlands, Colonel Cody's death fight with Chief Yellowhand. Buffalo Bill is the most romantic figure in the American history in some ways, the idol of every man and boy. Not mine. Indians reenacting their own defeat in Europe? No. But similar things actually happened in Europe itself. Germany had some 300 different ethnicities paraded on display from roughly 1870 to 1940. And that time, you could see them being paraded or shown or exhibited. You could see peoples from Africa, America, Asia, even through just by going to the Oktoberfest in Munich. Sometimes you get shows with primitives, let's say, mixed with great apes in the show. And sometimes you get humans mixed in with great apes in the ape houses. For instance, like the monkey house in the Bronx Zoo. Orangutan means forest person. And that must have been close enough to kinda of categorize it together with however you categorize a pygmy from the Congo in Africa. Now this particular pygmy had filed and sharpened teeth and ended up being the most famous inhabitant of the Bronx too. Even though he was the same species as the people that came to pay and see him. Odabenga was in fact a Mbuti pygmy. He was a slave and had been freed from his African slave traders basically for a pound of salt and a bolt of cloth by the explorer Samuel Phillips Werner, a businessman recruiting Africans specifically for this exposition. Uh, Orabenga traveled with Werner to the States after he was freed. He had, at this point, already lost his wife and children in the Belgian Congo at the point when he was rescued. Once in the United States, in 1904, he joined a few other pygmies in the St. Louis World's Fair, specifically the Louisiana Purchase Exhibition, which was to celebrate, roughly, the hundred years since the Louisiana Purchase. Well, yeah, because... You know, We Americans doubled our land by buying the Louisiana Purchase from the French. Now it's a hundred years later. We need to show the world what we have done with this land. Look, we've built an empire. We have a country which goes from coast to coast. It was the biggest exhibit held, the biggest fair held to date. It had 75 miles or 120 kilometers of walkways and paths that you could see. In the whole week it was opened, you could only barely, fleetingly walk by every single thing that was in the fair. It had some 19,994,855 people that attended, in case you wanted to know it that exactly. And to see what exactly? Well among other things, Oda Benga. As a dignitary of a foreign country, especially, especially one as exotic as the Belgian colony of Congo surely he was an honored guest (laughs) well no these weren't europeans after all america had just won wars one newspaper account promoting oda benga as the only genuine african cannibal in america also claimed his teeth were worth five cents for the charge that alone was worth it to visitors Also held and showed at the exhibit were Apache Indians of the American Southwest, Igorot of the Philippines, both of which were dubbed at the show as primitives. Similarly, we have members of the Southeast Alaskan Tingit tribe, accompanied by 14 totem totem poles, two Native American houses, and a canoe, displayed in the Alaska exhibit. And Oda Benga, with other Congolese pygmies, was featured at the fair. Benga and the other Africans eventually performed in a sort of warlike, you know warrior dance fashion they kind of imitated the american indians which they thought the exhibit the apache chief geronimo featured as the human tiger who even had a special sort of dispensation from the department of war grew to admire banga and gave him one of his arrowheads for his efforts, Werner, the guy that brought Benga to America, was awarded the Gold Medal in Anthropology at the close of the exposition. But for Oda Benga, this was just the start of his show business. He soon caught the attention of someone else. First, he spent some time in the American Museum of Natural History in New York, and then in 1906, he moved across town to the Bronx Zoo. He became fond of an orangutan named Dohong, who was the presiding genius of the monkey house. He basically learned to imitate some human behavior and taught himself some tricks uh, for treats. Now, the events leading to the exhibition alongside Dohong in the monkey house were gradual. Benga spent some time in the monkey house and then the zoo encouraged him to hang up a hammock there to spend more time there. And then they also set up a bow and arrow and target and everything in the monkey house to encourage him to practice his bow and arrow, you know, alongside the monkeys, basically. On the first day of the exhibit, September 8th, 1906, visitors found Benga in the monkey house with a sign that read, The African Pygmy... Otabenga, age 23 years, height four foot eleven inches, weight hundred and three pounds, brought from the Kazai River, Congo, Free State, South Central Africa by Dr. Samuel P. Werner. Exhibited each afternoon during September. Now this lasted about two years, and in 1906 Benga was released into Reverend Gordon's custody, who had been lobbying for his freedom. Reverend Gordon placed Benga in the Howard Colored Orphan Asylum to work, and eventually in 1910 gordon arranged for Benga's relocation to lynchburg virginia where he spent time with the McRae family he was tutored he improved his language he ended up going to public school and when it got good enough he found a job at a tobacco factory it was noted that despite his small stature he was still an excellent worker and it was great that he could just he was an excellent climber and he could climb up and pick the tobacco leaves and was an asset to the factory it was during this time his colleagues called him bingo where he started to plot his return to africa and started to save up money unfortunately in 1914 world war one broke out and a return to the congo became ever more unlikely benga became depressed as his hopes for return diminished and on march 20th 1916 at the age of 32 he built a ceremonial fire chipped off the caps of his teeth and shot himself in the heart with a stolen pistol for him, World War I never ended. If you want to find his grave, he was originally buried in an unmarked grave in the black section of of the Old City Cemetery near his benefactor, Gregory Hayes. But at some point, the remains of both men went missing. According to legend, they were eventually from the Old Cemetery to the White Rock Cemetery. However, that cemetery is in disrepair, and again, you would have to go find their graves. It's not really marked. There are some similarities between Oda Benga and other people exhibited during this time. Ishi's one example. He was of the Yahi Native American tribe and was displayed in California during the same time period. Ishi died on March 25, 1916, just five days after Oda. 2002, Oda Benga was the subject of a documentary called Oda Benga, A Pygmy in America. 2008, he had supposedly inspired the character of Nagunda Oti in the film The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I was told about this story personally by a good friend of mine that I've known way back since high school, uh, back in Corvallis, Oregon. And one of my buddies just, like, bursted into my door one day like, what's his name, Kramer from Seinfeld? And uh, he's like, hey, dude, did you know that they had a guy exhibited from Africa at the Bronx Zoo? Something like that. And his name's Oda Bengay. Look it up. Sure enough, you know, then a Wikipedia search later, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And then uh, I've read about the cemental floss and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, so uh, definitely I owe a shout out to my buddy John Veach, who I believe lives in Gresham, Oregon right now, uh, because he first told me about that way back in, like, 2003 or 2002 or something like that. So uh, that's awesome. All these things you find in Debudla's secret cabinet. Even sad people with sharp teeth. Amazing. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this show, and thank you very much for listening. Um. Hello? budla Ich glaub dein Kabinett ist zugesperrt. Hello? I think it's locked. Bodler? Oh, hey. Emperor Norton. What's up? How's it going? Man, look at all this stuff I found down here. There's like these trumpets, and this book made out of... Bound with human skin? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.